0: It is evident that wickedness of all kinds is on the increase. One would have to be blind and deaf or devoid of proper mentality in order not to be aware of world conditions. The world is fast becoming comparable to the prevalent conditions of Noah just before the flood.
1: Our Father which art in heaven, open up our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Question 1. What conditions prevailed in the time of Noah? According to Genesis 6, 5 and 11. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. Question 2 Prior to Christ's return, what conditions can we expect to see? According to Luke 17:26 through 30 And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven, and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Question 3. Is the world destined to get better or worse? According to 2 Timothy 3.13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Question 4 What will be the attitude of many towards the truth? According to 2 Timothy 3, 7 and 8 Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so did these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Question 5. How did Jesus indicate there would be no time prior to Christ's return when the world would be converted? According to Matthew 24:30, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. According to Revelation 614 through17, And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every born man, and every free man, hid themselves in the den, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of His wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? The preaching of the gospel is not destined to bring about world conversion. The gospel is preached for a witness. After the proclamation of the truth, then Christ returns. You can read Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. In conclusion,
0: The inhabitants of the earth in these last days may be divided into two groups. These are those who look for the second advent, but they do not expect Christ to put an end to this present world, but to rule it, offering a second chance to the nations. There are those who are looking for the day of the Lord. This is the end of the world, the second coming of Christ, a day of destruction the great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and hasteneth greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 14 God, help us to be ready for his appearing.
1: This has been engaged, and until next time, God's willing, Maranatha.
0: The second coming of Christ is an important teaching of scriptures. Why must Christ return? The reason for his return is ninefold.
1: Father in heaven, open up our eyes. Help us to see wondrous things out of your word. This is our prayer we ask in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Question one. For whom is Christ coming? According to John 14, 1-3, it states, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there he may be also. When Christ left this earth, he went to prepare a place so all his people might someday dwell together. When the preparation is complete and he returns, then his people will be gathered by the angels. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Question 2. When Christ comes, what will he do for the saints sleeping in death? According to 1 Thessalonians 4.16, it states, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Question three, because some of God's people will be alive, never having tasted death at the coming of the Lord, what will Christ do? According to 1 Thessalonians four seventeen, it states, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord, both the resurrected and the living righteous will be given immortality at the coming of the Lord. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Question 4 What is another purpose of Christ's coming? According to 2 Timothy four one, it states, I charge thee therefore before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Question 5 How are the righteous rewarded at Christ's second coming? according to hebrews 9 28 it states so christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation also daniel 7:27, it states and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Question 6. At his coming, what does he do to the wicked? According to 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 and 8, it states, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire taketh vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Also, Revelation 11 verse 18, it states, And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they shall be judged, and that thou shalt give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroyeth the earth. Question 7. What does His coming have to do with this earth? Christ has purchased the earth, and it is His intention to bring it back to its original beauty. According to 2 Peter 3.13, it states, Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Psalms 37:29 It states the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Question 8. What is God's plan relative to all things lost through sin? According to Acts chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 it states And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. The last two chapters of the Bible presents a picture of the restored earth with the redeemed upon it. The return of Christ prepares the way for the establishment of their new earth, which God's people will occupy throughout eternity blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth question nine what is christ's position when he returns according to revelation 19 11 through 16 it states and i saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nation and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty god and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and Lord of Lords. In conclusion,
0: the kingdom over which Christ will rule will endure forever. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Luke chapter 1 verse 33 Since all these wonderful things will be worked out by the coming of Christ, it is truly a blessed hope we cannot help but cry out even so come lord jesus
1: this has been engaged and until next time god's willing maranatha